Hello. You're listening to Mock Footage. These two pals really like movies, but one of them hasn't seen very many, okay? Our hosts won't be using any nasty language, so you can share this with your grandma. And they will be discussing major plot details, so here's your dang spoiler warning. Hello everyone, thank you for coming back. My name is Joe Lingles, and this week we are discussing Ghostbusters. I'm Ray Giroso, and I've never been spooked by this one. Have you ever seen it at all? Or no. are you just spook-proof? I am not spook-proof. How fact. scary is this movie on a scale of 1 to 10, Ray? Probably a 6. Okay. What's I think. This, let's, this is a little unconventional. I'm going to ask you right off the bat. What's the scariest thing that happens? The scariest thing that happens is that a woman gets possessed. Okay. And then, she's try, try, she, and then she tries to seduce a man. It's very scary, because that okay. happens in real life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the possession part especially. Yes, absolutely. What does she get possessed by? A ghost demon. It's not the patriarchy, is it? No, no. Well, okay, I think I should get into my... <laughs> Yeah, my my plot because you're you're bringing up some very interesting things. Yeah, I was gonna say, how does that fit into the larger plot? What's okay. the, what what happens in Ghostbusters? So, all right, Ghostbusters is a classic scary comedy movie that deals with the politics of 1980s New York. Although ghosts are featured as antagonists in the film, they, along with the protagonist Ghostbusters, are metaphors for the growing immigrant populations in New York City around the turn of the century and beyond. Okay. Okay. So, the film features four men who become cleaners for the city and the growing ghost problem. And it's interesting because these Ghostbusters face a lot of opposition in becoming regarded as necessary for the this ghost problem. And a very interesting and fun scene is where they meet with the New York City mayor at Town Hall, and they need to prove their business is legitimate and not dangerous. Further commenting on the fact that many immigrants and working class people have to prove themselves in society before being accepted, and a lot of time they need to shun their heritage and prove their whiteness and upper class sensibility. Okay, are you following me so far? This is a bit convoluted. Um, you're t- yeah, you're talking about like the themes. You're talking about like I, the, I'll get there. You're talking about like the allegories. What happens in the movie? What actually happens? Yeah, like, I, I love it. I love the analysis. But what actually happens? Yeah, so. The film follows the escapades of the Ghostbusters as they solve ghost crimes and prove their worth to the city of New York. So they go around, like, not in montage, but there's, like, two or three, like, major scenes where they, like, go to houses and collect ghosts and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. we learn more about them and their goofy antics. And it's a little creepy, too. Uh, but the film climaxes when the governor gets possessed by a ghost king and opens a portal to let all the ghosts in, and that reflects on how allowing too many immigrants will destroy society, American society specifically. Uh, but the the Ghostbusters manage to defeat the king, and the portal is shut, keeping out the ghosts, and the immigrants won't get in. And so, is this movie really racist? It tries. Well, yes, but no. It. It doesn't, it isn't directly racist towards people, but the ghosts, people hate the but ghosts. But you keep They're saying that the ghosts are an allegory for immigrants and that, like, the, the good guys win and keep the immigrants from coming in? Absolutely. It's, it's bad because it's, 
Well, okay, so this movie is very good, right? And it's important because of this societal commentary about immigration practices and the use of CGI ghosts and also Bill Murray. So these are, those are the three main tenets why this movie is very good. The movie isn't, it's, it's more of a, it, it's a social commentary. Like the movie doesn't, the people who made the film doesn't, don't actually believe that immigrants are bad, but they are commenting on that and that ideology through this film. Okay. Um, I want to talk about the characters. Okay. Uh, Can I do yeah. that, or do you have questions for me first? Well, I guess, I guess my big question is, does the movie frame it as though they're right? Like, to, to think that too many ghosts, too many immigrants, and things will be bad. Like, you, you brought up well, this yeah. really weird dynamic, and that's, I, I, I want to make sure that well, you... I'm thinking about this the right way. Well, yeah, it's messy, just like the real situations that people go through. And yes, the the film does frame it in in the fact that the Ghostbusters and becoming Ghostbusters is right, and that the ghost shouldn't belong. And th- but this is a scary movie, and it's a big, big commentary on the fact that we shouldn't be doing that. Those things happen, but that's not what you should be rooting for. Okay. And the ending doesn't feel good. That is a that is a interesting and disheartening read on this movie. Um, so I'm let's let's like let's let's step back from the the high concept allegorical like f- film theory cri- criticism and get back yeah. into some of the the dirty details. Tell me about these characters. All right, so there's. Four Ghostbusters, Dan, Nate, Henry, and Brandon, all right? Okay. Three of them were scientists, but they get ridiculed by the scientific community, and so they become Ghostbusters to, to say, hey, ghosts, ghosts are real, and we need to take care of this problem. The fourth one is a janitor who proves his worth as a ghost hunter. Okay, so one... one... And that's Henry, I think. Henry, okay, Henry is the odd duck. Not, not that he's an odd duck, which is the odd one out, right? It's, it's, it's not the scientist one. Right, okay. And what kind of science did they do? These they did. Dan, Nate, and Brandon. Paranormal science. Parano- paranormal. Okay, okay. Parapsychology. Is that not? <laughs> That's not. Is it? I don't is know. Paras- parapsychology. Is that the study of ghosties? Or is, is I, it... I think, I mean, that's that's related, right? Yeah, I mean, it's para-related. ghost, and psychology means brain. Well, if we're going by Mario standards, that also means flying. That's true. So Paratroopers, paragoombas, para-wings. That's what the P on the P-balloon stands for. Right, for pa-fly. Slimer is also a a character in this movie and is one of the good ghosts. Okay. Um, Might be the only good So most of the ghosts are just, like, violent... Like spooky yep. ghosts. Mm, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Um, and and I I think I might have missed the inciting incident. Where did these ghosts start coming from in the first place? I think that there's a crack in the the space time portal. Okay, and then the Goblin King comes through and like rips that crack open. Sure, Goblin King, <laughs> Ghost Goblin. I'm sorry, King. Ghost Ghost Governor Goblin King. Yes. Um, like I said. A woman is possessed by a ghost and tries to seduce a man, which is the woman part of the plot at all? Like, is is she in a is she a character, or is she just kind yeah. of a? 
Yeah, Melissa, played by Sojourney Weaver. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't... Now she's in this movie, right? Okay. Yeah, Sojourney Weaver's in this movie. Plays Melissa, who is not a love interest for anyone. So that's interesting, especially for the time, because usually women are relegated to a love interest for, for one of the main leads. Okay. But I think she plays a more... Not on an even playing field, but a... She has her own agenda, and it intertwines with the whole possession thing. Mm, okay. Um. All right. Let's let's let's. I'm not this... done. Oh, okay, hit me. I want to talk about my favorite character. Who's that? It's the gargoyle. Okay. The gargoyle is my favorite character. I'm is the gargoyle sure... who? How do they fit in the, into the story? I'm pretty sure they're just guard dogs, and they're not adorable. They're actually very menacing, but I love their design a lot. Okay, so are they just, like, more spooky ghosts that are, like, more enemies? Yeah. The, well, they're more... They're, like, one or two steps below the Ghost King. They're, like, his royal guard dogs, but they're gargoyles. Uh-huh. And, uh... The last thing I want to talk about is is the iconic Ghostbusters theme, which everybody knows... Yeah, how does that go? <laughs> Ghostbusters. Yeah. That's Who are you going to call? Uh-huh. Bustin, 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 bustin. <laughs> yeah, that one. Okay. Ghostbusters theme. Um all right, then yeah, let me ask you a few kind of follow-up questions here to mm-hmm. to make sure that we nail down some important bits. Um now, I, we know that Rick Moranis is in this movie and doesn't play any of the scientists or any of the Ghostbusters. So I, I, I know you know all of that. I want, you, yeah. I want you to tell me what you think of like his character and how he does fit into the story. Well, he's, I mean, he's not a minor character, but he, overall he's pretty weak since, he's, weak since he's, he plays the man that gets seduced by Sojourney Weaver's possessed ghost. Okay. I think he does play a role in the plot because she is seducing him for a reason. I just can't remember exactly. Maybe she's like, she's trying to get access somewhere for some reason. Okay. I think. Is he like, oh, is he like connected to the governor? Is he like secret service for uh, the governor or something like that? Would Rick Moranis play a secret agent for the governor? Or is, is the he the governor? Does he get possessed? No, no, no. He he doesn't. No, 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 no. That that would never happen. To Rick who, who plays the governor? Seems like um, a pretty important role. It's like the villain, right? Yeah, let me go through my list of actors that are, are absolutely in this film. Um, uh, not Bill Murray, because he's, he's a ghost busty. Mm-hmm. Is Dan Aykroyd in this one? Is, does he play the governor? I think he might be. I think he might play the governor. Do you want to... Th- wanna... I'm going to double down on that. Dan okay. Aykroyd plays the governor <laughs> that gets possessed by the ghost king. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, hey, have you ever felt so stressed that your shoulders are up here? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we kind of got through a lot of the big stuff. I think there's one more question, as always, that I kind of like to end things off on before we go into the movie. What was the the line that sticks out to you the most? The most memorable quote, and who says it? Oh, it's um. Bill Murray after Slimer dies. Um, oh, Slimer dies? Um, and says, 
it's it's basically a funeral, and it's just like a statement about Slimer that, that says, "Slimer was a good ghost, and he won't be forgotten." Oh yeah, that's very heartfelt. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> no, sorry. I'm just here. I, I'm just an anxiety ball. Okay. All right. Well, I don't need to make you be anxious any longer. Let's go ahead and start watching the movie. Uh, so we're going to take a quick popcorn break, and then we're going to watch the movie, and we'll be right back with you. Hi, it's Joe from Outside the Episode. And I'm covered in butter and salt. It's very uncomfortable. I'm here to read some ads. Before I get into it, I want to let you know that if you want an ad run on this show, you can sign up for an incoming transmission on the Lunar Light Studio website. Uh, It's very easy to find, and it'll be read by me or Ray, depending on who's doing it that week. Um, So you can do a business request for another podcast, or a product of yours, or whatever it may be, or you can do a personal shout out to a friend of yours or to yourself because those are fun too. Anyway, the first thing that I want to tell you about this week is the Good Boys Girls. It is a fan podcast for the McElroy family of products hosted by actual real-life girlfriends Lily Blue and Haley Rose. The Good Boys Girls is your first stop in discovering or celebrating everyone's favorite content creators, the McElroy Brothers. It airs every other Friday on Lunar Light Studio or wherever you get your podcasts, The Good Boys Girls, take a hammer and fix the podcast. And the second show that I want to tell you about this week is Netflix and Kill. It is another movie podcast here on Lunar Light Studio. It's hosted by Kai and Marty, and they actually know what they're talking about when it comes to movies. They're specifically looking at horror movies and specifically, specifically looking at movies available on Netflix most times. So you can watch along with them Uh, listen to their wonderful conversations. That comes out every other Tuesday on Lunar Light Studio. If you like listening to people talk about movies, then I would recommend giving it a listen. It's good stuff. And as they always say over there, may your nightmares be plentiful. But like in a fun way. Kind of like Ghostbusters, I guess. Um, One last thing before I get out of here. This episode is going to be dropping on Thursday, the 20th. And this weekend, it is important for you to know that there is a 24-hour charity stream being hosted by Lunar Light Studio. It is starting at 8 p.m. Eastern on Saturday the 22nd and going all the way through until 8 p.m. Eastern on Sunday the 23rd. You can find more information about how and where to watch that stream by going to Lunar Light HQ on Twitter. Um, there will be We'll be posting about it pretty nonstop between now and then. And the proceeds will be going to the Pride Center of New Jersey, a uh, small local charity. And happy Pride, everyone. Come come say hey and hang out with us and donate if you can. All right, back to the episode, back to these spooky ghosts. I'm your host, Andy. I hate most things, but I try not to let that get in the way of me enjoying my life. And I'm Evan. I love most things, and it really makes me enjoy my life. I'm Ronnie. On our podcast, Ending Pending, we talk about television shows that have only lasted for a single season. For like canceled show investigators. That spells CSI. Yeah, it's it's like a bit. That's a bit. Yeah, that was like a joke there. We go episode by episode to find out what's working, what's not working, and where it all went wrong. And it's not just bad shows. Sometimes we do really good shows. Yeah, like Kings. Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. And The Quest. Ooh, love The Quest. Yes. Good choice. Excellent show. And Selfie. 
Oh, no, no. No, Robbie, no? no. That no, was a bad selfie. one. That was, that was, oh. yeah, it was real bad. We didn't like that. You can catch new episodes every Wednesday on LunarLightStudio.com or wherever you download your podcasts. Ending pending. Is it working for you? Oh, yeah. You sound tired. I am tired. Why are you so tired, Joe? Because I'm... Because Bustin' makes you feel good? Because Bustin' makes me feel good. All right, let's go. All right, Ray. How you feeling? I'm I'm feeling okay after that one. I want to ask you, right off the bat, um, before we watched this movie, you rated it as a 6 out of 10 for spookiness. I want to know how that holds up after watching it. I think I'm going to go down to a 4 out of 10. Okay. But if I was a little younger, I I think it would stay at a 6. Yeah. I think it spikes. I think it spikes around a 6 or even a 7, depending. Yeah. Depending Um, on near the end of the movie and where we are. But there are some scenes that, that, that rightfully spook. The scene with the hands coming out of the chair... Uh, really messes me up every time. Yeah, that was terrifying. Didn't mm-hmm. didn't enjoy that. How are you like emotionally right now? I, I, I went on a journey with them mm-hmm. with the Ghostbusters, and now it's over. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, had had some fun time. I, I don't feel strongly about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, there were some new things that I appreciated about it on this watch, and. Some even more things that just don't hold up, but we yeah, can, we can get into all of that. Uh, so to start, I'll just real quick take us through what happens. Actually, if you haven't seen it in a, in a grip, uh, the th- <laughs> this was a called shot. The three main scientists: Pete Venkman, Spangler, and uh, Stance Ray Ray Stance. And they are all weird doctors uh, in some degree. Um, Peter Venkman is kind of the main character, and he's more of a skeptic, and the other two are, like, really big ghost nerds, and they've been tracking spectral energy and all this. And the movie opens up before you even meet these characters. Um, You see an old lady working at a library get scared by a ghost. And... Then the base the movie basically just is a cycle of them like learning about ghosts, getting better at dealing with them, and then the ghosts getting stronger, and then then like getting better at adapting with them. The they they open up the business of the Ghostbusters, and they uh, are like exterminators for ghosts that have been popping up around the city. As the movie goes on, it's revealed that the reason that all of this is happening is because the end of days are approaching because of an ancient altar built into a high-rise apartment building in New York City. Um, and so, Which I can believe. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't see why not. Um, I believe it was a Sumerian god yep. by the name of Gozer. Um, and there's, like, all these, like, rituals and and magic that takes place which is meant to bring about the end of the world and they eventually by the skin of their teeth manage to fight back and destroy the threat 
and a lot of New York City gets messed up in the process, but they are successful, and yeah, like that's that's pretty much it as far as the plot goes. Mm-hmm. And then outside of that, it's just literally Bill Murray having a line for every single situation, no matter what. Always having some kind of little joke to drop. So, yeah, let's let's dig in. What what, what do you have any do you have any like surface level thoughts that you wanna you wanna get into right now? I really didn't like Bill Murray's character. Yeah. He is very yeah. problematic and mildly misogynistic for the most part. I didn't enjoy him a lot. Yeah. He got better by the second half because it included more of the other characters who I did enjoy. I enjoyed the other quirky characters a lot more. Yeah, it's certainly a product of its time, um, and that's not going to excuse it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's really tough not to not to laugh at some of the things he says and some of the things he does. Like, he is funny, um, but he is also, like you said, very problematic. And, like, I don't want to, I don't, I'm not rooting for him ever. And I I remember always feeling that way about about this movie. Like, I like the Ghostbusters. I, I really love Egon Spangler and Ray Stance. They're so, yep. they're both very, like, wholesome and good and yes. i love when they're on screen i i hate that vankman is the main character and i and i i don't care about him <laughs> yeah no not at all and then there's the other the the other guy that they hire on later um winston i believe is his winston name. yep yeah and he's a really good addition to the team and i you know and that was part of them scaling up like they were overworked because of the ghosts were getting more active so they had to figure yeah. on another hand which was a cool addition like it was realistic and a very yeah. good good point for the film to make now you did say that the main doctor was a doctor of parapsychology which he is can... a made up word and Vankman does say that he has PhDs in parapsychology and psychology. Parapsychology is real, isn't it? I don't believe it is. I want... It's... I don't believe it's something that you can get a degree in. Probably not. Oh, there it is. It is. Parapsychology degree. Parapsychology, Wikipedia, is the study of paranormal and psychic phenomena, including telepathy, precognition, clairvoyance, psychokinesis, near-death experiences... Yada, 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 yada. Yeah, it's it's considered pseudoscience, so not accepted by the the real scientific community. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> you say that like it should be. I, 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 okay, I personally believe in ghosts. But I think that's a different question than trying to study clairvoyance and psychokinesis, and I don't know, I, I, I guess I'm a skeptic. We're, get, we're getting away from the point. I guess we are. <laughs> <laughs> you you nailed it. You nailed it. You I said, did. You said that he had he was had a degree in psych, parapsychology, and he absolutely does. I, you know, I am always amazed at how much I get right in these movies that yeah, I've never you did, seen. Like specifically, say that um, Sigourney Weaver plays a woman who tries oh to God. seduce a man as she's possessed because she has other goals. I'm pretty sure you said that. Like, I did, much word in fact, say that, now, and that did, in fact, happen in this movie. That's, I mean, that's one of those things that I feel like has to be 
you know, you just picked up through cultural osmosis. I probably saw that scene somewhere when I yeah. was younger. Yeah. Because um, there's no way I could have just taken a shot in the dark on that one. I'm going to admit to that. Well, yeah, but, like, that's that's part of what we're doing here is, like, what do you know? And clearly you didn't know the, the larger plot because there was no governor, ghost king. Um, <laughs> there's, there's Gozer. I guess, yeah. There was yeah. a portal? No, yeah, I guess structurally it was the same thing. It was just the, the governor ghost possession flavor that was that was kind of off. But yeah, you're right. There was like a small crack that was kind of ripped open by the main antagonist. And it, and it all hell broke loose. And then at the end of the day, they seal it up and <laughs> put everything and, back in its place. And boom, Ghostbusters saved the day. I have... Never, and I don't believe anyone has ever thought about this movie as any more than an ad- anything more than an adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I, d- I don't think that your when I what I said in the beginning was that the, that your the, that read that you've had on the movie is unfortunate and disheartening, and like you could read it that way that like the like the ghosts are supposed to represent <laughs> immigrants and like all this. I, I really don't think that has anything to do with anything but that's it's, it's a possible read and that's kind of it, sad especially into in well especially 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 just as a fact especially it's sad yeah and and troubling when i was making the plot to to ghostbusters that's uh-huh. such a wild statement when i was making the plot to ghostbusters i was thinking about how horror movies usually are metaphors for other groups and I wanted to to spice up, spice it up a bit because this is technically a horror film, kind of. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to add more depth to the ghosts aside from they're just creatures that that are dead and are coming mm-hmm. to to harass people, mm-hmm. which is what they did for for you know raising the dead reasons according to the end of the days. Well, and it that is they kind discuss. of a, it it did it does bring up a good point that I think is like. There's a shadow of it in in the actual movie that they don't have a good way of dealing with these ghosts. Like they don't mm-hmm. they don't know what they're doing. They're just cleaning them up and making and incarcerating sure people, them. incarcerating them because they are unwelcome visitors um, that are mm-hmm. you know that are harassing and hurting people. But like that's that's pretty much it. They're just kind of indefinitely putting them in a box until they can figure out something else, which. Like, Did they ever ask the ghosts what they wanted? Well, yeah. I mean, at the beginning of the movie... They tried. At the beginning of the movie, they, Pete's like, Hi, how are you? What do you want? And the librarian ghost just shushes him and then turns into a spooky, a big spooky face and reaches out to grab him. Maybe that's their way of saying hello. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that's 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 it. Like, that, this movie was not about them having empathy and learning about ghosts. It and was about the Ghostbusters. <laughs> it, it was about the Ghostbusters. And, you know, that could, that I probably would have liked that movie more because uh, that's the kind of stories that I like to hear, but I wouldn't have expected that. There were there were some unexpectedly cool things in this movie, though. That, that, like what? That person's style. Mm-hmm. That, 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 that background person. Listen. Listen, uh-huh. you go watch this. Don't don't watch the whole movie if you don't want to. But go to the scene 
where Bankman is going back to Sigourney Weaver's apartment after she's been possessed and after Rick Moranis has been possessed and he's going up there for date night. It's probably about a little past halfway in the movie. And outside of the apartment, there are some people loitering and there's this person with an incredible haircut and sunglasses and they look absolutely... They're so 80s. They're an icon, and they're, and an they're icon. probably one of my favorite characters. Yeah, it's just a background mug, but it's so good. What else is is nice about this movie? The there was the montage that was that was fun. I don't know, like the the montage was fun, but there weren't ghosts. They were all captured by then. The friendship between the Ghostbusters and Janine, I would say. I love Janine. Janine is very good. Janine is very good. And it I think at one point you use the word realistic and I I don't know, I like that about movies. Um be, like it's just written in a way that's like honest uh, about how people would deal with these yeah. these things. The only the only part that sticks out as like unbelievable is how no matter what happens, uh, Bill Murray just has a quip ready to go. Like he's <laughs> never, he is never gonna like react to something. Like you know, somebody like turns into a dog in front of him, and then he says, "Well, she's a dog," and it's like, okay, do you want to like react at all? <laughs> I I want to go back to your statement about it being realistic, which I said happened when they were trying to climb up the the apartment building and it was post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. gate opening, or during, and the power's out, there was an earthquake, of course they have to climb they all 20... They have to climb the stairs, yeah. They have to climb 20 levels in the and apartment. They, you know, they there's a scene dedicated to showing them, like, we they have to climb the stairs. They don't, they're not just on the 22nd floor, like, ready to move the action forward. Like, no, these are just some schmucks doing mm-hmm. the best they can. But I really enjoy that because what you you brought up the a good point about how it doesn't matter how fantastic, uh, and like a setting is if we can relate to the characters. Yeah. And well, and it's I not can't... it's not a particularly fantastic setting. It's it's New York City, if if violent ghosts started showing up, like which is probably a thing that happens already. <laughs> um. The only character I can't relate to is Bill Murray's character, and I'm gonna say that now. Yeah, and that's fine. Like and that's fine. I still liked it. It was good. I don't like. I mean, movie tropes aside, or movie tropes involved, he gets Dana, Sojourney Weaver's character at the end, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it, it was nothing. It was payoff that wasn't deserved. Yes. But he's the leading man, and she's the leading woman. Yeah. So therefore, they must end up together, even though they didn't have chemistry. Although, I did like the the scene where she is possessed, and he's like, Okay, no, 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 stop trying to seduce me. There's a Uh, ghost in you. I I didn't, because he he was still a little too, like, flirty. He was still flirty. He was not taking it seriously, because he doesn't talk like a person in the world. He talks like... He talks like the audience surrogate, kind of like he's like it's like it's like his character is aware that he's in a movie, 
Mm. And so he's never responding to things as though they're happening to him as a person, but he's responding to things as though, like, how can I make a joke out of this? Mm -hmm. But he did not make any advances on her, except for, like, when she was asleep and gave her a kiss, and that was really creepy. Yep. Yep. Mm. So never mind. Yeah. Uh, what what else? What What's good? Rick Moranis is a, a light in this world. Rick Moranis was so cute, so adorable. <laughs> it was very good. I remember that character just annoying the pants off of me when I was a kid. But I, I mean, and he's, he is annoying, but he's... I loved him. He's so good. <laughs> He's so good. What was what was the thing I said when he was at the party? Which, by the way, throwing a party for your clients, mm-hmm. very good taxes. Yeah. He was a very good character who knew what he was doing, despite that he was a little socially inept. You said, I wrote it down what you said. Um, oh, thank you. I feel like I'm being personally attacked by this character in reference uh, to Lewis. No, I, I said another thing during the party. Oh, I said... Was his acting direction just not to breathe? Oh yes, while he's yes. talking. Yeah, yep. <laughs> because he that talks too. a mile a minute and he doesn't stop. And props to him for that. <laughs> um, you were also very excited about the dog goyles, which was <gasps> very nice. I I knew there were gargoyles. I didn't realize there were also the dog gargoyles, and mm-hmm. that was very exciting to mm-hmm. me. I wish we got more dog forms. Although the CGI was a little strange at parts. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, 80s. And I don't know how, like, relevant CGI was when this movie came out. I really it didn't don't. look great. It didn't look great. But... Yeah. It's whatever. Like, you... And the plot gets muddled there, too. There's a lot of contrived stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm really kind of on the fence about this one. I I like there's there's there are lines that still stick with me like when um Egon is explaining to Winston about he he's like this Twinkie represents the normal <laughs> amount of psychokinetic activity in the city at any given time. The readouts from this morning would if, if the Twinkie would be the size of a football field or whatever the heck he says. And Winston's like, no, that's a big Twinkie. And, like, it's just so <laughs> deadpan and perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets me every time. What I found interesting is that you were you were laughing a lot at how rude Bill Murray's character was. And I was just annoyed by him. And I was, like, I laughed when he was, like, he was, like, rude to Ray. When, like, they were walking in after, this is when they were bedraggled because they had been working so much and, and fighting so many ghosts. And he says, you don't look good. And Ray's like, what? And he's like, well, you don't, you know, look like you used to look. And it's just, like, not better. And he's, but, like, that is how a person like that would talk to his friend. And mm. it is believable. But he also talks like that to everyone else. And it's not okay. Uh, yeah, I think that's part of my problem was that I didn't feel like he was actually friends with them because he was making the same quips to everyone. Yeah. I Like I know they're supposed to be friends and they're supposed to have that relationship, but it yeah. just didn't rub well with me. Yeah, that's fair. 
That's fair. I, I mean, I also like remember a lot of the lines, and like it's definitely got definitely got some nostalgia points for me. But every time I watch it, it, it holds up less and less. <laughs> There's a ghost in this picture that I'm looking at. Um, can you not? Is it a real ghost? Uh, yeah, right, real ghost. Um, well, I don't have anything. I don't really have much left to say. I, I was like at the beginning of the movie, I was like writing down a couple of things that Venkman was saying that was, like, not good. And then I have a note that just says Peter Venkman sucks. And yeah, I gave up on that. <laughs> and we can continue to rail on that. And No, 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 no. There are other parts of this movie. There are other parts of this movie. I, I, I love the 80s stuff. Like, it's, like, there are just some establishing shots with, like, mm-hmm. synth, synth songs and... Like he's, the shot across the bridge, really, really good style in this movie. I had I had to step away when Gozer was introduced. Is, was there anything good in there that I that you want to talk about? Uh, there was there was the whole conversation. I thought Gozer was a guy, and then what's his name? I can't remember the names. I'm sorry. Uh, one of them said, uh, "They can be whatever they want to be," and I'm mm-hmm. like, "Heck yes, you're <laughs> right." Also, Gozer's style on point. Loved it. Not really realistic that they were wearing heels, but you know. No. But they looked glam as heck. Yes. And I was there for it. Mm-hmm. And true true to the statement, they could be whatever they are, they became the big Stay Puff. Puff. But the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man was legitimately terrifying. Yeah. Hmm, maybe I'm going to ramp up my four to a five because of that. Because there, there was like a scene where... Where they're closing the portal, and then the the puff man is looking, and like the shadows on the face were really terrifying. Yeah, and uh, it's it's uh, genuinely upsetting. I don't want to think about the stay puff man. Is the thing walking around? Oh, okay. I think I'm trying to. I don't know what else there is. Am I missing anything? Um, I'm trying to stall. I think. I, I think this is it, Joe. I'm sorry. I really I don't have a it. lot to say about this one. Yeah, it's it's it is a comedy, so it is just uh three jokes a page mm-hmm. or whatever the thing is and uh they did the... set up cross the streams early on which was the solution yeah. so i do appreciate that i really like the power scaling in this it's like i that was something that i appreciate about it that i had never thought about before i love that it like they're in the first scene or in the first encounter they don't have any equipment they've never seen a ghost they're like what should we do and they they like mess up and they learn and then they they're okay there was a scene uh toward like when they were getting ready to go into the building and like the the street like cracks around them and they fall into a hole and um i'm like oh they failed their dexterity save or whatever like it very much feels like it more it feels like like monster of the week or something where everything is a mixed success mm-hmm. and that's that's fun that's interesting like they, they don't they are not naturals nobody could be but they are scrappy and i'm i'm talking about the ghostbusters as a, as a unit and just pretending that Peter Venkman is a different it's character. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> it it did feel very video game TTRPG esque. Yeah. And they yeah. that you know they you, like you said they start with the library ghost and they fail and then they get Slimer which is a big mess but they did it. It's really messy but they are so happy and they're so like like you're like oh dang they can do this and then 
the challenges get harder and they I, have to adapt. And, and unfortunately, we don't see a lot of that because it is the montage. Yeah, but but you see, but you, we you can see, see the them, effects. We can it. see them succeeding. Like, yes. Yeah. And getting better at what they do, but also them getting tired and fatigued because they're succeeding mm-hmm. so much. They're getting popular. Mm-hmm. And so they hire more people. And then, you know, the, the, the end game comes and they fight a god. Just like in Final Fantasy. Just like in Final I did Fantasy. say at some point they need to use the crystals. Now, I do want to bring up that as a, as a product of its time... It's, there's some problematic stuff with it. Um, Sojourney Weaver's Dana character does get fridged along with Rick Moranis mm-hmm. at some point. They do mm-hmm. end up... Coming- well, even Rick Moranis is like, you know, Dana is like knocked out with drugs laying in bed uh-huh. and Rick Moranis is like running around the city uh, and trying to find the gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I... Uh, you know, I'm not gonna turn a blind eye to to those things Mm -hmm. but it was a decent adventure i guess this is my closing thought huh yeah ray would you recommend watching this movie uh would you recommend that to somebody who does not have the lens of nostalgia and has never seen it before it's a tricky one i want to say no but it was still like it's just on that threshold of fun okay if but I also had a lot of trouble in the first half because of yeah. all the problematic stuff that was happening. Yeah. So maybe I'm going to go with a no right now. I don't think yeah. I don't think you should watch this movie be- because it's fun, but there are other fun movies out there, aren't there? There are other <laughs> fun movies. Like I you know, I never saw the new one, the remade one. We should do that. We should do that as a as something. We'll do that at some point. That That's a promise. Let, let us know if you want to see that. Get our get our takes on the original versus the the new one. Yeah. But uh, um, this that's it, I guess. This is... <laughs> I mean, thank you for watching it with me. It was thank you. I was, was excited to watch it, and I yeah. don't regret I watching it. I was too. It. I was too. I, I I was I was, you know, I'm glad that I'm. I was really excited. I'm glad that we got to watch this movie together, and that, you know. One more layer of things that I say sometimes will make more sense to you. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Exactly. But uh, I'd like to, to to close us off. I'd like to thank Chongo for letting us use the song Hat of Serenity off of the album Hat Shop for the end of the episodes. Um, thank you so much for listening to, to this episode. It was a little, little messy, little busty, little ghosty. But thank you. Say say hi to us on on uh, the Twitters. Uh, follow us on the Twitters if you want. You can reach out to us at Mock Footage. You can send an email to mockfootage at gmail.com. You can leave us a review on iTunes or Pinecast, and we'll read it on the show. Do this. Please do this. Re- leave a review wherever wherever you find the podcast. Yeah, leave a review there. We we'd like to know what we can do better, and if there are things that you'd like to see. So, I, I want to know what we're doing right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, um, the energy on this one's kind of low, which is weird. It's but... a little low. <laughs> Joe's a little sleepy, a little tired, but that's okay. I'm a little sleepy, and this movie took took more wind out of my sails than I realized if you, it would. If you want to reinvigorate Joe, tell your friends, 
because we only grow by word of mouth, and Joe gains power through word of mouth as well. I do. Every time I see that, every time I see that follower account tick up, I'm like, ooh, I'm 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 even more alive now. Right, so, and you don't want him to die. You don't want me to. You die. don't then want him to get de- dehydrated like Ganondorf. Mm-hmm. You don't want me to leave. You don't want me to leave ectoplasm on your on your favorite books and cat. You want to hang out with him and have him yeah. tell you about movies with me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. don't let Joe die. Tell your friends to 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 listen to mock footage. Thank you. This is a this is a growing concern, and I appreciate the uh, acknowledgement. Um, and if you have even more time for podcasts, you should check out any of the other wonderful shows on Lunar Light Studio who have been gracious enough to host us. Um, and we're so excited to be here and be part of this family as always. You can find them and any of the other wonderful shows at LunarLightStudio.com or at LunarLightHQ on Twitter. Um, let's close off, Ray. Let me, let me, let's find out what the, what the best line from this movie is. I mean, Don't Cross the Streams was a big one. Oh, I have one. I hope okay. I get it right. Has anyone seen any ghosts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That one tickled me. That one that got one me was good. good. <laughs> that one was good. Lunar Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay.